Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this episode of the 12 Kyle podcast, we're going back, way back. And I mean, <laughs> so far back <laughs> that you that you have to kind of think about you know, what you remember from those times. Uh, we're taking it back to high school. Uh, you see the link. Uh, and on this one, I, I found it fitting to, to go back with somebody that I've gone way back with. I, you know, to be honest, I can't even remember. I'm, I'm trying to remember like when we started following each other on social media. Um, but it had to be like in the, I don't know, 2018, maybe, I don't know, man, always way before that. Probably. I don't know. Anyway, it was a long time ago. <laughs> so nonetheless, uh, I have with me today on this episode, my man, Jay Emanuel, AKA Jay Mayo, the host of the right to real love podcast. Jay, what up, man? What is up, man? Yo, my man, 12, Kyle, it is such an honor, bro. As you mentioned, you know, we go way back in this thing. Like, long, I tell people, like, we was in this podcasting thing long before it was as popular and all your favorite celebrities had a podcast. Right. Like, when we said we had a podcast, people be like, oh, what? <laughs> That's how long we've been in the game. <laughs> right, right. Long time, long time, man. And we, like I said, yo, you've been doing your thing on your podcast, man, and I'll give you a chance to, you know, tell people where they can find you. Um, but I decided we were going to talk about high school uh back in high school uh so let's start right there man now <clears throat> full disclosure i'm a little bit older than jay right. i'm not sure how old jay is but i know that i'm a little <laughs> bit older than jay uh, <laughs> nonetheless um where did you go to high school and what made your high school unique that so even though i was born and raised in detroit we actually moved outside of Detroit as soon as I started high school. So high school was a very interesting period in time for me because it was a shift from all of the friends and kids that I grew up knowing. And now I'm getting like put into this, you know, new school. Like we out in the suburbs now. Like it, it was a totally different vibe. So I went to Southfield Lathrop High School. It actually isn't around now. But um, yeah, we moved out to Southfield. It was two high schools in Southfield, either Southfield High or Southfield Lathrop. And based on where we were living in that city, I ended up going to uh, what was Lathrop. So yeah, man, that's where I went to high school. Okay. Okay. What, what made the high school unique or was it unique at all? Um, I mean, well, for me, it was unique just based on the sense that it was a new place, new people. And I had never really like it had been years since I had gone to like a new school. So okay. for me, it was it was very transformational in the sense of I had to learn how to adapt to a new environment. Like uh, all of the people that I went to high school, well, middle school with elementary school with, I would have been going to high school with them if I stayed in Detroit. But, you know, my mom and I, we moved out to the suburbs and now I'm at Lathrop and I'm like, man, this is totally foreign, totally new. Um, so for me, everything was unique because I didn't know nobody there. And mm. I pretty much just had to kind of get my groundings and figure out, OK, how am I going to navigate this new environment? Was that a hard adjustment? I mean, I, I can imagine, you know, going from someplace where, you know, everybody and you've gone to school up until that point for some kids, yeah. probably nine years. And then mm -hmm. now you're starting over new and fresh someplace else. Was that hard? Yeah, man, it, it was. I'll be honest. Like, I think that when I look back. I had some, I can't tell you when it happened, but at some point, like my personality kind of shifted, if I'm being completely honest, because mm -hmm. when 
I was in elementary and middle school. I was like that outgoing extroverted kid, but I really believe I became more introverted and more shy when I came to this new high school and I didn't really know people there. When I tried to make friends, like people weren't necessarily the most friendly because similar to like what my situation would have been like if I stayed in Detroit is all of these kids, they they went to middle school together. So mm -hmm. they all knew each other. They all had history. And like, here comes this new kid in here. And you know, like I'm trying to integrate myself you know the girls that i'm going after you know like they not feeling me like that or you know they already got they already taken for by some other dudes so you know just navigating that whole situation you know you always deal with in high school people that just don't like you for no reason so you know right. dealing with the haters and having a clear when i came out here to this suburb school was if you fight you get suspended you get expelled and my mom made that clear so like in the back of my head i'm like i can't respond the way that i would before because like if you try me i'm gonna just stole on you and <laughs> right. then we just don't have to handle it like that but now i'm like okay so i can't fight people as my first response it was just new like just mm -hmm. having to navigate becoming honestly a, a new person to a certain mm -hmm. extent man and that's when i look back like high school is really where things shifted for me a lot man and yeah, it was definitely an interesting period in time. I, I don't think I rec I know I didn't recognize it at the time, but like looking back, I can see that a lot of shifts happened in my life during that period of time. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, it, it's funny to hear you say fight. Like I'm trying to picture you in high school, it, it, right. just what I know of you. Um, right. you know, real laid back, cool cat. <laughs> Not really. I don't I can't picture you throwing blows, right. but you know, anybody can throw blows if they got to, right. you know what I'm saying? Um and be real with you. The reason why I always had to fight is because, you know, like, uh, I'm not ashamed of saying that. I let people know, like, I'm a short dude. So, you know, like, I, I'm not tall. Like, you know, like, I'm five foot six. And when I was in, when I was Same. younger, I was probably even shorter. So I always got tried. And that was just something that I always had to deal with. Like, whether it was in the, you know, when I went to over my cousin's house in the hood, they would try me because I was the smallest kid on the block and, you know, always had to stand up and fight just be off of the strength of that then mm -hmm. at my school you know the bigger kids they would always try to try me and i had to stand up for myself like it and to me what really happened i was taking it for a while because i i wasn't sure how my mom would respond like when i when like these kids would be like picking on me and i didn't want to like get into no trouble and you know when my mom gave me the green light she was like yo somebody picking on you like <laughs> she was like yo when these bigger kids would pick on me i would go get a stick and, mm -hmm. you know, so like the next time this dude tried me at school, I went and got the biggest stick I could find on the playground. And I was like, yo, let's get it in, man. Mm -hmm. And like, he couldn't believe it. Like, cause I always <laughs> just kind of just fell back and took it. But once my mom gave me the green light, I was ready. So in that regard, like he gave me his respect. Like he didn't want to, he didn't want to go cause I was ready to go with him. But that that's not to like, like pump myself up and try to act like. No, no, I know exactly that's where you're coming that's from. That's really not who I am. It's just, I always was put in a corner just being short, just being that kid that, you know, kind of people kind of looked over and I always had to to fight to, you know, for my position and let people know, like, I'm not going to be like trampled with or taken advantage of. And when I went to this new school, it was different because I couldn't respond that way. So like when people put me in a corner, I would have to think a different way. And my mom did give me one rule, which is if they put their hands on you, then, you know, then you could do what you got to do. So, like, there was somebody that did that. And, you know, like, that was the one time it happened. I went to the principal's office in the freshman year and they reiterated the whole situation about me being suspended. And then after that, I just was like, all right, man, I'm going to just fall back and, you know, just just find my lane. And that's really what I had to do.
man, I ain't mad at that. I, like, as somebody that's five, seven, and three fourths, I totally <laughs> understand. <laughs> Yo, man, they be trying to totally get here, man. Yeah, man. The, the five footers, man, they sleep on us. Um, right. my, my experience is a little bit different as far as high school because I was kind of like what you mentioned as far as like the kids that you grew up with in Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. I was at the same when I got by the time I got to high school, I had at the very least, I had gone to middle school with most of the kids um, that I went to school with mm-hmm. uh, most. Of, well, where I went to elementary school at and then my parents got divorced as soon as I started middle school. So I went to mm-hmm. a different school, but going to Williams Middle School and then going to Wilson High School in Florence, South Carolina. It was just mm-hmm. cool. It was a cool high school. Um it was actually the high school that my mom graduated from and my aunt. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, you know, growing up in a small town, um, everybody pretty much knew each other. If you didn't know people, like you knew of their families or knew people, knew of people in their family. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of knew who, who to mess with and who not to mess with, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but it, it was a, it was a cool, it was a, it was a cool time. I, I really enjoyed, you know, my four years in high school. Um, it was a place where I think for me, I discovered me, um, or at least began, you know, the, the self-discovery and, um, you know, playing sports and being involved in activities, that stuff definitely helped. Um, Mm -hmm. what years were you in high school? Now this, this will help me find out how old Jay is. Cause I don't know how old Jay is, but I got an idea, but what years were you in high school? Yeah, yeah, no problem. So I started high school in technically like 99, but it's like 2000 to 03. So, okay. That that I grew I graduated high school in 03. I was class okay. 03. Yeah. Young Buck. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, young buck. <laughs> For sure. Not not so much now, but yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yo, it's crazy when I look back and be like, yo, man, I'm I'm almost on the doorstep of 40. It don't even still, it don't even feel like that. Enjoy enjoy it, man, because it it the time just flies. It's like it I tell does, people, like man. you you hit 25 and then everything kind of speeds up after that. Right. Um, I remember my cousin, man, when he turned 18, like he or was it was it 18 or 21? I can't remember. I think it was might have been 21. And no, I think it was 18. Like he was just like sad. And I'm like, yo, why are you so sad? And he was just like, bro, like it was kind of like, yo, I just want to still be a kid. And I promise you, for me, life really just started fast forwarding where like the years became a blur right mm-hmm. after, uh, you know, college and everything and i started working in corporate america it just went by like a blur man like yeah from from what was that from 2012 and on and that was like around the time when you know you and i had kind of met and we were doing mm-hmm. like the podcast thing around that time and man these last all what 10 years now 10 like years, been yeah. a blur. It's, it, right? it is it is and i mean even being in the pandemic now now the time seems seems even further because it's like, right. yeah, okay, y'all did that in twenty twenty. You like, man, the only thing I remember from twenty twenty was the pandemic. Right, <laughs> like, man. Right. So yeah, man. So I, as I mentioned earlier to those of you listening, I'm a little bit older than Jay. So I started high school. I am my freshman year was eighty eight, and I graduated okay. in ninety one. And um, you know what's weird, Jay, is like even right. because last year we celebrated our, well, we didn't get a chance to celebrate because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but we celebrated being out of high school for 30 years. And wow. like, I can remember almost everything from high school. And the crazy part about it, it does not feel like it's been 30 years, mm-hmm. but it's really been 30 years. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, dang, it's been 30 years. And sometimes I'm like, dang, it's been 30 years. Right. right. <laughs> it's all about how you feeling in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah 1991 was the year that we crossed the stage uh right. what was some of your favorite subject or subjects in uh in high school 
Oh man, so for me, um, this is gonna probably shock <laughs> like probably about 95% of the viewers, but for me it was math. Like uh really okay, you know, I definitely like math and my other favorite class was computers. Um, so those are like my two favorite subjects. Um, for me, it was uh I was a big social science, uh, social studies uh, kid. Okay. Uh so your geographies, mm -hmm. uh, social studies, um I didn't particularly care for like uh, world geography or whatever, but like geography mm -hmm. and social studies, I always love social studies because I'm a, I'm right. a big history kind of, kind of kid. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I enjoyed English slash language arts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Th those are probably my favorites. Math, science. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I feel you, bro. I feel you, man. <laughs> so wait, what subjects did you absolutely hate? I'll be honest, man. Like I never really hated subjects as much okay. as I just I ain't, I didn't really like school that much <laughs> like but I think that's just being a kid like I mean right. I, I definitely I was kind of over the whole school thing but to be honest with you though Kyle I was that person that I would I definitely wasn't like no genius or nothing right but mm -hmm. school and like the whole process and the system behind school was easy for me like it was okay. just like okay you study this you cram these facts into your head and then you answer these questions so I was like when I went to that high school, it was interesting because not I told you, and this I don't mean to go all the way around the world, but I want to kind of no, go ahead, bro. You know how we do. So the school that the high school that I went into, it was pretty much you had it, it was broken up into like four different wings. They was A, B, C, and D, right? Mm -hmm. So the majority of kids was A, B, and C. And then D wing was like the kids that are in like the accelerated classes. It okay. just so happened that, you know, based on, you know, where I tested out when I, you know, tested for the school, that I was a part of that more gifted class. So that right. was another por portion, portion of like isolation too, because the majority of the school kids at the school, I wasn't really like introduced or, you know, have much exposure to them. So for me, I was in these higher accelerated classes, um, you know, with the small portion of students at the school. And I say all that to say, that it just came easier for me to like get through classes. So I wasn't like a history buff like you. Like I, I probably, it wasn't, a, I passed the classes. I mm -hmm. was even in, what was it? Uh, AP history or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. AP, AP history. Yeah, yeah I, man. I was in that. No, I couldn't even look. I, I don't <laughs> like science. I like that really wasn't my subject, but I had AP biology. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I was able to get the grade, but I really didn't connect with the material. And like looking back as an adult, that's one of the things that I regret most. Maybe not so much about high school, but my college experiences. I was still even coasting through college. And I look back and be like, dang, if I would have actually been applying myself, like, dang, like I could have been something. Like, <laughs> oh, I could have been a problem out here if I was really like actually trying to absorb all of the information that right. I was putting in my brain. I was like, dang. I totally missed out on the opportunity, but you know how they say hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, man. Yeah, we, we we get a lot smarter when we get older. So Yeah. But I'll say yeah. that to say that the classes that I had AP in, ironically, mm -hmm. were the ones that I ain't really like that much. Like, I ain't really like history. I ain't really like biology. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't even take the AP exams, because I was like, mm -hmm. I don't even like these classes. Like, it is what it is. I just, I did what was necessary to, um, I, I didn't really avoid them in, in, in college, but... It was just like in high school, all right, like I'm in that class, I'm in that class, I'm still getting the grade, so they keep putting me to the next level. So, right. you know, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> and, you know, that's what it's about, man. I mean, like, it, there's a lot of kids like that. And mm -hmm. 
you know, you were on the positive side as far as, you know, being able to excel as yeah. opposed to the other kids that were in the class. Here's a, here's a kid in you that's in the AP class that's mm-hmm. getting the grades, but, you know, like you said, not really connected to the material. And then yeah. you have kids in, you know, regular classes that, you know, are doing the same thing, but they're not getting the grades. And then they're looked down upon or mm-hmm. or held back for some reason or whatever the case may be. Um, the class that I hated, hands down, was geometry. Oh, and- no. That that was my least favorite math. Like, so I get, let, oh, let's keep it 100. That was definitely my least. Hey, and yo, check this out. That was actually the first math that I remember having to take. Like when I was, no, no, mm-hmm. I take that back. No, it was algebra. I think. Algebra oh, in freshman year, geometry first. second year. And I yeah, think yeah, that's two. what it must have been. Yeah, that, yeah. that, yeah, I, I, I rock with algebra. I rock with trigonometry, but that doggone geometry and that, and the teacher that, the teacher that I had, man, like, I ain't gonna say his name, but like, <laughs> It was like, like, it was like the laziest white dude. Like he just what? came there and I felt like he, I think everybody knew he was just there to get a check. He was looking at the the little beautiful black student girls. Like, you know, he oh, was, shit. it was just like, yeah, he was one of them, boy. He was one of them. Like he was just whatever, like do your work, turn it in. He don't really care. And I was just like, yo, this guy right here, man, he's wow. something else. Wow. Yeah, man. And you know, well, you know, what's ironic about your story. I can honestly say that my geometry teacher, and I'll say his name, Mr. Green, Mr. Green was probably one of the best teachers in the school at Wilson. Wow. Uh, I just, I couldn't connect with it, man. I couldn't connect with it. I, I don't know what X plus Y equals Z. That means absolutely nothing to me. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk down to the kids, but any kids listening and watching, you'll never see this again in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you become an engineer or something, you'll never see this again in your life. Uh, The Pythagorean theorem makes no sense to me, even to this day. (laughs) I don't know what pi is. I know pi is 3.1 points, blah, 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 whatever. Um, Kids, you'll never see this again in your life. (laughs) But, Uh go ahead. No, no, go go ahead, please. I was just gonna say, like, I mean, like, it just it just didn't make any sense to me. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, particularly in the educational system. And it's something that I think we we get as we get older is that we tend to do well in the classes that we like. We don't right. do as well in the classes that we don't like. And I'm sure you probably went through that in college. I know I did. Yeah. Um, and it was something that kind of skipped because you know, your mom and dad or grandma, whoever's raising you, not trying to hear that when you're in the 10th grade. Like, I don't really like this class. Boy, you better get an A. <laughs> right. Right. So what were you yeah. going to say? No, I was going to say, you know, you was giving a message to the kids. And the one thing that I would say to any kid out there that, that's willing to listen is don't chase the grade. Right. Life. Life isn't about the grade. And that's where I look back and that was the mistake that I made is I thought the most important thing was the grade. Mm. But the most important thing really is connecting with a subject that you are interested in. And when you do that, that's what opens up the doors. Once you long past your schooling mm. years is because that information that you acquire, that knowledge that you really connect with, it's going to lead you places. It's going to open up the doors. But when I look back, I got all of these grades. I got these degrees. But they don't really mean much to me because of the fact that I didn't, I really wasn't connected with the stuff at all. Like I really looking, like I wanted to be a computer engineer, but this is where fear derailed my journey in life, man, because 
I was afraid once I went to um, Clark Atlanta. That's where I. That's how I made my way down to the ATL. Like okay. that's where I went after graduating. Yes, sir. And I, I was I was an engineering major. You know, even though that school wasn't even you know that much prime for that. In my engineering class, when I found out that I was going to have to take a bunch of science classes, that's what derailed <laughs> me. And to me, I I had a limited mindset. I know it now. I had a static mindset where. I'm not good in science. So I felt, oh man, well, I got to be good in science in order to be an engineer. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be quote unquote impossible for me to become an engineer because I'm not good at science. And looking back, that that is one of those decisions that I look back and be like, dang, I wish I would have stuck with it. Like I didn't even give myself the opportunity to like go through it. But that was a whole nother aspect of, of my personality that I've had to kind of work through. But I would just tell the kids, if you are only focused on the grade, life is about way more than that. I promise you that. Don't focus on the grade. Like getting the grade is important when you're there, but know that that's secondary to first and foremost, figuring out what information, what subject, what interest do you truly connect with? And whether it's in school, whether that's something that is, you know, a class related or something outside of school, put your time and your investment uh, into that because that's what's going to lead you to where you need to go and open up so many doors in life. 1000% man. I couldn't have said it better is <clears throat> not chasing that grade. And, and you know, from an early age, we're that's what we're taught. And by the time mm -hmm. we get to high school, uh, yeah. particularly if you plan to go, you know, to college mm -hmm. or, you know, pursue some type of postgraduate studies, you know, you, they're going to focus on the focus is on grades. You got to right. get good grades, mm -hmm. you know, in high school, you got to get a good SAT score, you know, right. so it's like, right. Uh, all of that stuff and, and, you know, kids have a certain amount of pressure on them, too. And I think that's one of the things that probably our parents didn't focus on. And, you know, subsequently, some of us suffer from that. Um, right. Now, I know you mentioned as far as like, uh, you know, going to a new high school and being a new kid. Uh, were you able to make friends? And if so, who were like some of your closest friends from high school? And are you still close with them to this day? It's interesting, man, because. This is how this is how I started to connect with people, right? Because I, I was like a, a fish out of water when I got there. And when I tried to connect with people, it really wasn't happening. So I had to dig into my bag of tricks. And one of the things that I did in, in middle school was I used to sell candy and stuff. So <laughs> I started being a kid that started selling candy at the high school. And I saw that that was what started to open up doors and me being able to build relationships. And then I got cool with this, um, this Chaldean guy there named Joe. And he was in the computers like I was in the computers and he pretty much taught me about how to, you know, at this time, I know it was, I know it wasn't right, but, you know, learning how to get on Napster, get the music. And eventually that led me into being like the person that would sell the CD. So like I essentially assimilated to that community of strangers by being somebody that met a need that they have, whether it was they needed snacks or whether they needed music. So I say all that to say that. I had acquaintances, but if I'm looking back, I never really had friends. And okay. the reason why I say that, especially at the high school that I went to, is the one person, a few people that I would have, you know, considered my friends, I feel like I just connected with them more. Like we had classes. Like that's the thing that I can say. The reason why I don't call them friends is if I remove the fact that we had classes together, that's how we all kind of connected and got to know each other. I don't think it would have been the same. Like, I don't think if we hadn't have been in those classes and, you know, we were seeing each other all the time that it would have been the same. A lot of those people I didn't really hang out with outside of school. I mean, we was cool at school, but like outside of that, I really didn't really hang out with them. To be completely honest, I was much of a, a homebody and 
it is it's different when I look back because the people that I actually ended up kind of connecting with more on like a friend basis that I would call friends, they didn't go to my high school. I actually met mm -hmm. them um, when I was working, you know? So okay. like, that was my thing is I was, I was trying to get a job. Like I wanted to earn money even, <laughs> even as a high school kid, like it was cool doing all that. But once I was able to actually go get a job, um, my second job, actually, um, I was working at a supermarket here and that's where I met two of my homeboys, man, two, two of my homeboys that, you know, uh, unfortunately, one of my homeboys, uh, he passed back in 2015, you know, probably one of the ones I was closest with. And, um, you know, that that really hit me. Um, but I met him back back in high school there. My other homeboy, um, we actually just reconnected earlier this year, man. It had been a while since we had talked, but, you know, it was good to catch up with him. And it's interesting, Kyle, there have been people that I've met along my high school journey and... <sighs> I feel like I've gone through so many transitions and stages in life that people just, they don't always go to those places with me. And, mm -hmm. you know, the saddest to me is like one of my best friends growing up was like my cousin and, you know, like his life went in a different direction. And then, you know, like after that happened, man, I haven't seen him in years. And like, it's just, it's crazy, man. Like I never was that person that, that had like all of these friends and to a certain extent, I, I kind of would be interested to see what that would have been like. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I'm grateful for the experiences that I did have. And I'm always still open to like making friends. It's just even harder as an adult. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Because I mean, you know, especially with social media, you don't know if people are as who they portray to be or, or, right. or if they are who they say they are. And that's that goes right. with uh, friendships, dating, relationships, right. the whole nine, like business partnerships, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm I was actually the opposite, man. I the the close friends that I had from high school we're still close to this day. That's um, what's up, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm still running with the same cats that I knew I like from that. like middle school. Um one of my best friends, I talk about him on the podcast a lot. And I gotta get him on. I don't think I I don't think he's ever been on the podcast. Uh, my boy. Oh Jay man, Fred. yo, you know you gotta make that. Yeah, I, I gotta get him on here. You I gotta, gotta get him on here. <laughs> he lives in LA and like I mean, like we we either talk or text and we talk or text every every day. And mm -hmm. so, like, it's nothing for me to be texting him. I'm texting him. I'm it's twelve thirty here, but it's mm -hmm. nine thirty there. And then, yeah. like, I he's a night owl, so I get so he might send me a text at one a.m. I mm -hmm. respond when I get up at six, and he's still up because he's still because like he has this thing like he likes to go to bed when the sun comes up. So okay. we we'll text like that and just and we'll we we always stayed in touch. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, social media and and what's interesting is that I always tell my kids like. Mm -hmm. I said, you guys have tools to make sure that you can stay in touch with your friends. I was right. like, when I came out of high school in 1991, I said, I had to write my boys letters. We had to write each right. other letters to try to right. you know, keep in touch and keep everything going. So, um, yeah, man, all of my close friends from high school, uh, we're still close to this day, um, mm -hmm. still heavily involved in each other's lives. Um, mm -hmm. I can't really think of anybody that fell off. Mm -hmm. Um but I think over a period of time and over that period of time in high school, you really truly know who your friends are or aren't. Mm -hmm. And I think right. there's a, right. there's, it's good that you can make that distinction because yeah. like I was telling my oldest son, I was like, he's always said, yeah, dad, that's my friend. Such and, such. and I'm like, and then one day I stopped him. I said, Dion, is you, are you sure that's your friend? I was right. like, have you ever been to his house? Do you know his right. parents? Did you know right. his parents know you? I was right. like, you know, just because you know him and y'all got a couple of class mm -hmm. together and y'all crack jokes together, I said, that doesn't mean right. make him your friend. I was like, have you talked yeah. to him? Has he confided in you in some things? I was mm -hmm. like, you know, that's those are things to help bond, you know, friendships. And, um, right. you know, I, I just, uh, you know, so I, 
there's not many people that can say that I was their friend if they never came to my house. Yeah, I mean, right. if you never nah, came to my good. house, then you we, we we weren't friends. We was associates, like you said. And right. it, what I've learned as we've gotten older is that it's okay to have associates. You know, yeah, it's okay yeah. to have associates. That, nothing wrong with it at all. Um, yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned the because uh, <laughs> I just did a podcast uh, talking about you know when music died and one of the things that helped that was the name of the podcast when music died one of the things that helped you know kill the music industry was the ability to create your own music meaning from the napster and kazaz right. and lime wires and you know you yep. get song you, you, you know get, you you know all file those, share, right? yeah oh i know all about it file sharing you download it yep. you put it on a cd you burn it to the cd so now you got the new jay-z cd and you can right. sell the new or go give it away you know to your, yeah. your friends so that leads me to my next question did that make yeah. you popular would you consider yourself to be popular kind of popular or not popular at all no i would say with the understanding of what i know high school popularity to be mm -hmm. i was not popular okay now it, it surprises me that pe more people knew me than i knew knew me because it was <laughs> after high school and like people would be like oh yeah i know you like and i would be shocked because it's case in point like one of my friends that um one of my friends that I, she, me and her went to high school. Okay. And I, ne I never, never connected with her at high school whatsoever. Um, ironically enough, I met her because she was the, uh, the roommate of my girlfriend at the time after I had, you know, left, left, uh, graduated high school, or whatever. And me and her, we ended up becoming cool. And she went to my high school and she was like, yeah, I know you like, and then I'll meet other people that I've gone to school and they're like, yeah, yo, I know you. And I'm, I'm sitting here like, okay dang like these people and and i asked them like how y'all know me and it was like oh man like yo you the guy that uh you know you sold candy like you use the guy that sold the cds or whatever but it's interesting going back to um but nah nah i say all that to say i want to go off on a tangent like nah i wasn't popular to me i i don't think i was popular at all i feel like people knew me um i definitely was able to you know go in and out of different groups i never felt like, i never was bullied in high mm -hmm. school or nothing like that so I never was on the outs. I just kind of navigated my own way. Like I was just, I was a hustler, man. Like right. to be completely honest, all I did was I, I kept my head up. I was a good student and I made my paper, uh, you know, outside of that. And, you know, like I, I was, I was cool with everybody. Like, I, I just, <laughs> ironically enough, when I think back about it, you know, like being shy and all that stuff, like I'd be up in people classes, be like the first day, I'm like, yo, y'all, I got some snacks, man. Mm -hmm. If you need a snack. And then like people know me and like, that just it just was what it was yeah, but you, you probably didn't consider yourself to be popular but that but that the candy guy is popular jay the candy <laughs> and the cd reason, guy is popular for that, for that yeah, reason for, for no reason <laughs> if, if for nothing else at all that yeah. that guy is pretty popular yeah. um <laughs> i played sport i played sports well i played football primarily um oh, so man, i, so I know popular. you was popular then yeah yeah <laughs> I, I was I, I can't sit here and say that i wasn't popular wilson um I was what they call a high visibility kid, you know, in a lot mm -hmm. of activities and stuff like that. Um, but I, I enjoyed that. But also, even in that, I think in my popularity, I didn't try to isolate myself from, you know, certain groups. Like I was obviously playing football. I'm what you would call a jock, if you will. But I'm cool with the other jocks. But even the little nerdy kids, like I'm cool with them, too, because I, you know, I wasn't. I don't think I could, I don't think I was the type that would go past people. So like somebody spoke, I'm going to speak, you know, if I yeah. make eye contact with you, I'm going to speak. That's just how, how I was raised, you know, right. especially if I know your name. Now the thing that used to bother me, Jay was like, 
if somebody knew my name and I didn't mm -hmm. know their name, like right, that, right. that would that would hurt me. Like you know, so I'm walking down the hall, hey Kyle, I'm like, hey, what's up? Right, oh, and don't have no clue who they are. Oh shit, oh, her name's Tanya. Okay, I, I remember that. Okay, I'm gonna call my, and then the next day I see, hey Kyle, hey, what's up, Tanya? How you doing? Like that, that right. type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was pretty popular, but I in in that popularity, I think uh, I didn't, you know, it wasn't something that I, you know, like. Tried to take advantage of or anything like you that. You didn't exploit, yeah. Nah, yeah. nah, nah. <laughs> I just, I just tried to be me. Because yeah, you know, you know, popularity comes with privileges, man. Yeah, sure. it does, it does, but it also comes with a lot of eyes on you, you know. It and does. um, that it does too. I, I was very cognizant of that, cognizant of that, and so like you know, when you're popular and you get a girlfriend, you know, so it goes around the school. Oh, you know, such and such and such and such is dating, you know. Right. I, I ain't really like that part of the popularity because my yeah. business is my business. So, you right. know, I, I want to just, I want to be low key. And, you know, obviously being popular in high school, you can't be, but so low key. <laughs> right. So that's right. Right. So um, the, I know you mentioned, and I forgot to ask you, you, with, with you going to a new high school, what was the racial dynamics uh, as far as, cause I'm assuming going from, I'm assuming being in Detroit, you probably mm -hmm. were predominantly black high school. Oh, yeah, so predominantly schools I, where you were going. What, what was the ratio in the school that you went to? Yeah. So ironically enough, even though it was a suburb, it was a suburb that had been primarily um, inhabited by black people. You know, okay. like the people that okay. moved out of Detroit, that was like the suburb that they moved into. So I remember I remember back when I was in middle school, like one of my cousins, like their parents moved out there before, you know, like more black people moved out there. By the time my high school started Southfield was pretty much um primarily black so the high school that I went to like the 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 white kids was like sprinkles like it was, <laughs> it was primarily a black high school for sure yep yep so. same same here um my school Wilson was probably about 90% black mm -hmm. um maybe another 10% white it's it's yeah. the dynamics have changed a little bit now mm -hmm. um but it's still What was the teachers like was the, uh, the was teachers it diverse were, too pretty, well that's a good question um, no, I had mostly white teachers. Okay. Uh, but I, we did have qu quite a few. I probably say the ratio is probably maybe 60, 40 white. Okay. Um, yeah. but for the most part, we didn't, I can't really think of too many teachers that I had that was just there for the check. Like you mentioned a little earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> yo, I definitely, I definitely think he was there for the check. <laughs> now there, there's always a few. There's always there's a like, few. Yeah, there is, man. <laughs> there's always a few, man, because we had one teacher, and I'm not gonna say his name, but uh anybody <laughs> listening knows. Uh he would he was a I think he was, he was I think he was a science teacher, mm -hmm. and he would have an ice tray and he would take vodka and uh -oh. pour it in the ice tray and uh -oh. then put it put the ice tray in the freezer, oh, right? Next level. Right. So <laughs> We'd be in class and he'd be like, hey, um, hey, uh, Jeremy, you know, go get my ice tray. And so they go get the ice tray, take the ice tray. And so he's got a glass. And so it basically, I mean, you know, vodka doesn't freeze, but you know, if you put a little bit of water in it, it's watered down. So, you know, you basically have an ice cube, you know, semi-filled with vodka. And of right. course, we didn't notice at the time, but and somebody told me he's like, hey man, you know, he putting vodka in that in that ice. And I'm like, no, he's not. I said, I said, so you're telling me. He's teaching this class and he's drinking vodka at the same time. Right. It's like, yeah, he got a drinking problem. I was like, man, get out of here. Yeah, I, I didn't want to believe it until I saw it, man. I saw it for myself. 
that's wild right there, man. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's next level. <laughs> that's definitely next level, man. Right, right. Level. So yeah, we like we, the we, teacher that I had. Like I said, he <laughs> he just seemed disconnected and like he just seemed like late like you know how some teachers are like they're excited like this dude just always was just like yeah come on in all right do number one two all right y'all do that homework over there all right get out of here like like wow. that's just how he was he was yeah, just he like just laid back check. like he ain't even really here <laughs> And like, except when he was, you know, entertaining the the young female students, like that was right. the only time he was, you know, a little bit more energetic. But for the most part, he just he just didn't really care. But um, now nah, I was just curious to know, like, what the like the teacher breakdown is too, because that's something that most people don't really talk about that much. And I think for me, when I look back, I can't speak for all of the the, the classes, but I think the majority of the teachers that I had were actually like black. Um, I, I definitely had like. That first year, freshman year, I think was the year that I had the most white teachers. Like okay. um, the one I was telling you about, my English teacher was white. Um, my my science teacher was white. I think like that year, the majority of the teachers was white. But then like after that, it kind of opened up a little bit more. And there were a few more black teachers. Like I had a black English, te- well, mm-hmm. two black English teachers, black um, uh, math teachers, computer teachers. So yeah, I, but to your point, I think it probably was more balanced than I realized. Just mm-hmm. the fact that you know the classes I had, it was a little bit more after that first year, more black. Uh, you know what's interesting? I I don't now that you now that you mention it, I don't really recall having a lot of black male teachers. Uh, unfortunately, that right here. unfortunately, I don't think I had any except right. for Jim. <laughs> I think Jim was the only time I had a, a black male teacher, like real talk. <laughs> Unfortunately, the teacher I was just talking about with the vodka nitrates, he's black. Um, oh, no. like I totally have pictured a white dude, man. Yo, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but nah, man. I think nah, I can't really, and I don't know if it's because of the classes, because like you said, it was taking, I was taking accelerated classes. Um, but nah, man. Um, I'm I'm going through the years in my head as I'm talking, and no. I had a handful of black black teachers, and not and it's not to say that we didn't have black teachers there because we did black male teachers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had more women, but I, as far as the teachers that I had, um, I could probably count three off okay. the top of my head, um, and that's including my PE teacher who was my my football coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but my probably our most interesting teacher. Uh, was a white guy, uh, Coach uh, Ostrander. Uh, we used to call him Strand. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my mentor in high school, and oh, wow. nice. he would wear he he come to school in a suit, three piece suit, and like some Nikes. <laughs> and he was probably the most interesting teacher at the school, and he had the most haters. Like he had students oh. that hated him. He had oh, teachers wow. that hated him because he was this white guy. And, you know, I, some people thought he was trying to be black. I, I don't know. It, it, it was there was all kind of rumors and stuff about him. But he he had this uh, he ran this drug prevention program through the school and okay. he got us to participate in it. And it was a huge success. And um, but, yeah, he was probably the most interesting. Te- I mean, like, I'll put it like this. If you go to Florence and you meet anybody from Wilson and you mm-hmm. say, man, what's up with uh, what's up with that, that teacher uh, strand? The, the 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 opinions will vary you'll have some okay. people there. and but there's nobody in the middle like you either love okay. strand or you hate him it, there's no in between um and he's passed away but um he was my mentor in high school great guy he was always dope nice. with me i can I, yeah. can I can say that 
Right. Um, now, when we talk about high schools, obviously one of the biggest things that happens in high schools is, you know, your sports rivals or just your rivals in general. Who was the rivals at your high school? So the rivals, um, clearly being in Southfield with it being two different schools, it was definitely Southfield High. They were definitely the rival uh, for our school. And yeah, man, I, I'll be honest, though. I never really was like the whole I feel like when I look back on high school, I was there, but I didn't really have like the traditional high school experience. Like I didn't really like go to like the sporting events or anything like that. And it could be because like I wasn't an athlete or Mm -hmm. anything. And due to the fact, like I was telling you, like I never really established true friendships with people. Like I was acquainted with people, but it was Mm -hmm. like after that school bell rang, that's kind of it. Like it was just like, I just went back home and, you know, like, that that was my my connection to school was only during like school time so it was very interesting in in that regard that i didn't really have like that traditional high school experience okay okay well ours is a little bit different because uh in florence again florence is a small place but we had Uh three main high schools uh, oh man, yo, three high schools in the three, same yes. small place oh yes. man i know yeah. that was some rivals <laughs> yeah man so it's wilson uh and west florence and then mm-hmm. south florence Okay. Uh, at the time, South Florence was probably 60, 40 white, black. Yeah. Uh, West Florence probably 70, 30 white, black. Uh, okay. And then obviously we're the predominantly black. So we're the only black high school. So, okay. um, so that in and of itself, uh, right. you know, creates a rivalry. And then obviously, you know, through the sports and football, basketball, baseball, whatever, anytime you're playing against somebody in the city, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's big, you know, it could right. be, it, it could be an academic challenge. And you want to beat South Florence, you want to beat West Florence, and and I think <laughs> yeah, part of it is is that it, you know the, because one Florence again isn't isn't really a big place relatively speaking, and then a lot of times a lot of kids were like me, their parents grew up there, so okay. if your parents you know grew up there and they, they, your parents may have gone to school there, maybe your parents went to South Florence, maybe your parents went to Wilson West Florence, you know that rivalry was in within you, so it's like yeah. By the time you get to middle school, definitely by the time you get to high school, like you have your favorites. And then, you know, you have right. some kids, you have some kids that are like, I know people who were living in a in the district to go to South Florence, but they didn't want to go. They went to Wilson. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know people that went to West Florence that was zoned to go to West Florence, but they wanted to go to South Florence. So it's you right. know a lot of different things like that. But those are our main rivals. Um, and we want to beat them every time. <laughs> I don't care what it is. We want to we want to beat them every single time. Um, in your city, uh, I know you said you were in the suburbs. Did the kids ha- mostly hang out in your city, or or did they go back to Detroit, or what? What was the places where kids hung out at? Um, High I would school. say I would say that. Um, I'll be honest. Like I, I got to be honest. Like. I didn't really hang out a lot. So like mm-hmm. the the times that I did go and hang out with my friends, like we would go to other other schools. Like th- this is like our rivalry would be to come over to today's school because we got mm-hmm. out earlier. So we would okay. go over to the old park. We would go over to the Ferndale and like we would we would be getting their girls. So like <laughs> like we that that's what we would do. And like they they hated it because they're it. like, how y'all gonna roll up on our campus, you know, trying to trying to talk to our to our girls. And, you know, that was one of the fun things that we used to do. Um, that was usually like in my my junior and my senior year, you know, once we had the whip and everything. And mm. other than that, like I would hang out 
with my boys, we like go to clubs. I think that was one of the main things that was popping back when I was in high school is uh, it was a club yeah. in Detroit called St. Andrews. You know, that's where a lot of people would go yep, and hang yep. out. And I, I, I just, I'll be honest, man, I, I just wasn't like the whole party scene type of guy. And I went though, I, I went with my friends a few times and that, yeah, like it, it wasn't my scene, but I did it because that's what my homeboys wanted to do. Right, but right, for the right. most part, I would say it was like clubbing. Like that, that was the thing that people was into when when I was in high school is like either going to like some club or going to like a party or something. And yeah, that that was like the only main ones that I remember. Like there may have been some other hangout spots that I just wasn't privy to. But for mm-hmm. me, that's really like the extent that I knew of. Yeah, for us, it was... For us, it was it was like, I mean, I went. It's funny you said clubs, man. I wish we had clubs. Like that would have been so <laughs> dope. But I mean, Florence ain't ain't that big of a place to be having no clubs for high school kids. But um, but it was it was um, the bowling alley was like a hangout spot. Um, I forgot and, about that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We did. The we bowling did. alley would the always be yeah, yeah yeah any type of spot <laughs> like that would be cool because you know that'd be a spot the skating rink, um, and then obviously the mall. Uh, we had a we had a mall or still have a mall um and so those are kind of like the hangout spots but pretty much like i would hang out you know at my friend's house um but what's interesting jay is like my house became the hangout spot and i've talked about it on this podcast like (laughs) my my crib would be the spot where like we would we would play basketball in the driveway and Mm -hmm. then like we'd be done and i was like all right man what we gonna do tonight what we gonna do tonight then like let's say summertime what we gonna do tonight Oh man, I don't know what we're gonna do. And then everybody go home, shower, and then they come back to my house. I'm like, man, where y'all going? Like, I'm trying to go out. I'm I've we I've been here all day. They're like, this is my home. I'm yeah, this is my here. house, man. It's like, man, because they could cut, they know they could come to my house, they could eat. Um, we had plenty of space in the house, so like we could they could kick it. And you know, there was very little adult, like my mom with my mom and my aunts who I live with uh they would you know be out the way like they wouldn't you know they come through and say hello or whatever like that girls could come over um we had a pool so you know oh, we, we, yeah we that was the spot why would we be anywhere else like come on Kyle, Kyle like you you giving more details <laughs> like like your spot wasn't to yo of course we about to be over there we got the pool we got the girls yeah Little, but I ain't want that Jay I wanted to go I wanted to get away from that I know, it was your house. that's the only thing but like yeah. think about it though if that was somebody else's house to have right. all of those same amenities, then you would be like, oh yeah, yo, let's go right. over there. <laughs> right, you're right. So nah, I, I just, it was, I, I would be trying to get away. And then they, yeah. oh man, come on, man. And you should you should throw a pool party. I'm like, no, because that means I got to clean up for the pool party. It means I got to right. get the pool right for the pool party. Right. But I'd end up throwing, a, we'd end up throwing a pool party. But um, yeah, it, it was, um, it was fun, man. It was fun. But it, my house literally became the hangout spot, especially as we got older Mm-hmm. into high school and 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 then on into college in my house was definitely the hangout spot um now you and i are big music fans uh so let's talk about r&b you you gave us the years what were some of the r&b albums that came out that you were bumping back when you were in high school oh man back in high school i definitely was um like this gonna sound controversial today but like okay. back then i know you <laughs> Like yo, that that R. Kelly man, that, that two that was at that tp 2com like yo, like, hey man, like that album was at the time, album, yeah, at the time, at the that time, album was fire. That album he was, was fire. what he was, right? Uh, aside from that, oh, another hit one 
at the time was um that Usher eighty seven oh one. Like yo, yeah, that joint right there was was flame. Um, I'm trying to think. Like I I know like Music Soul Child, Alicia Keys, all of them kind of like came out around that time, mm -hmm. but. Like for what I was on, like I, I I made those CDs for other people. I listened to like whatever the hot song was, but mm -hmm. I think I was still too young to like truly appreciate it at the time. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I used to listen to Genuine around that time as well. Mm -hmm. um, he had a few albums that dropped, but yeah, for me, like those was like the main albums that I remember like really having in rotation when it comes to R and B. Man, for me again, I a, a little <laughs> older, yeah. Uh, I'm what was talking you like, <laughs> like 80 from 87. I think, yeah, the school year started 87, 87 to 91. And I'm talking about, you know, New Edition, um, <laughs> Keith Sweat. Uh, man, listen. Um, BBD, Bobby Brown. Oh, man. Y'all, I mean, Al B. Shore. Uh, it, it, it was. Well, obviously, the you know the the greats, Prince, Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. um, it, it was just it was a great time for music as far as on the R and B side. Now, conversely, what about hip hop? Because now you mm. you from the D, man. I mean, right. I don't right. I don't need to tell people about Detroit's rich music history, but people mm. also need to know that Detroit has a huge imprint on hip hop. And yeah. and and in my opinion, mm -hmm. my opinion. Detroit has birthed the greatest hip hop producer of all time in Jay Dilla, um, yeah. which is my dude. Uh, so what 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 was what were you bumping as far as hip hop that came out in high school when you were there? Back back in high school, so like clearly um, Eminem, like that mm. that that I, I I remember how many of those CDs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to make people, <laughs> you know, so so Eminem was definitely flame. Um, at the time, I was really into like Hot Boys. It was before I, I don't think Lil Wayne had gone solo at that time. Nah, but, like, he, he was, he was, he was, he was still... my favorite. He was my favorite Hot Boy. But you know, like at the time, it was Hot Boys with Juvenile, BG, you know, all of them. Um, I think Fifty Cent came on the scene like when I was yep. graduating. That was when like '03, yep, and like that was the yep. only album everybody was bumping in '03. Everybody. Bro. Like everybody, like 50 took it by storm. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. Uh, who else? Oh, how could I forget, man? Like Jay-Z, like the blueprint. That was my joint. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, was I in high school when like DMX was a hot? Was that uh yeah, was that? yeah? You were you were like, probably it, yeah, that's like, probably like when I you first started high school for so long. I, I forget. I'm trying to stay in this whole 2000 to 2004 block because there's other albums and stuff that I know was hot, but I know that was like after, you know, mm -hmm. like I know like the game, like he dropped, that was after the fact. I think Ja Rule and all of them was when they was hot, that was after the fact. Um, but yeah, like those was the main artists that I, I remember like making CDs for. Um, whenever it was a hot song, I would always do like a mixtape, but like okay, um, Jay-Z, anything going on with Rockefeller. Um like the hot boys, they was they was on point during that time. And like I said, Eminem, like Eminem was always uh in rotation. I would say those are like the main three, and then that last year high school, definitely 50 Cent. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, man. Yeah. You 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 that was that especially like when 50 Cent came out. I remember that 
everybody had that music. Everybody and, had his music. Bro, like you could you go could anywhere. Not go to, you could not go to like the student parking lot without hearing 50 blaring from somebody whips, you know, because that back that was back in the day when everybody used to have a box in the back. Nope, so nope. like always heard somebody like blaring at 50, man, all day. Yeah, man. For me, um, I'm talking about like, and as most of the people who listen to this podcast, they know because I've covered this music all all across um this this platform. But mm-hmm. everybody from Eric B and Rakim, and these were you know some of the debut artists, uh, Run DMC, uh, Public Enemy, yeah. um, N.W.A., Ice Cube, uh, How Tribe like, came, you know. Like when it was crazy, was really starting to like kind of come on the scene and be popularized. Like, how was that? It was it was crazy, Jay, because I the, the probably the best way that I can describe it was like it was like crack. Mm. Like you had to have it. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't know anything about that. Well, I, I mean, I don't know anything about crack either. But it was. What, <laughs> you mean like what how it took, took the scene by by storm and just threw the world upside down? <laughs> it was truly an addiction. Because here's the thing: mm, okay, rap came on the heels of, or at least rap's um, ascension came on the heels of breakdancing. And I just remember hearing people say, "Oh man, that breakdancing stuff—that's only—it's a fad. It's gonna pass. Rap's gonna pass." And rap had been around since 73, but, you know, it was sectional. And so when you started venturing out and it started touching places like Miami and you had Uncle Luke and, and Two Live Crew and it started going out west and you had N.W.A. And then right. it started going down south and you had groups like uh, the Ghetto Boys. Mm-hmm. It was just something, man, like, honestly, as a fan, we didn't know when it was going to end. Mm-hmm. So it was our thing to just try to consume as much of it as we could. Right. And so, you know. Again, like I remember my boy Jay Fresh, who I referred to earlier, mm-hmm. I remember him playing Easy E for me. And mm-hmm. we weren't supposed to be listening to nothing cussing like that or whatever. Yo, like trust that. me, I, I know that I went through that when uh when I was in middle school, man. Like everybody got those stories, man. That bone thugs and harmony and all of them. <laughs> Don't trick daddy. What is that? <laughs> man, listen, I, I tell I tell this story all the time about how. My aunt heard me listening to an Easy E tape because I had it blasting so loud. She was walking past me in the room and she heard it. And she was oh, like, man, what is that? Easy so she put the wild. headphones on and she listened to it. And Easy just a cussing and a B and this and that. And she was like, I'm going to play this for your mama when she gets here. And I was like, oh. oh so man. She, played, she played 10 seconds of it for my mom. And my mom was like, you know, put that put that in the trash. And so she told me to put it in trash. And she was going off. And she was like, don't bring that kind of music in my house, blah, 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 blah. And man, I took that tape and I put it in my pocket and walked past the trash can. And it was, you know, we were at that stage of life where, you know, rebelling was cool. So if you told me not to do something, then I was really going to do it. So I said all that to say this. We thought that rap was going to end. So we didn't know when it was going to end. So it was our thing just to consume as much as we could. So right. Slick Rig, Dana Dane, uh, the Juice Crew, Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, all of these people came out when I was in high school. And wow. so I just remember like, you know, hip hop was just like I said, the best thing I could, we didn't even call it hip hop. It was just rap. Right. Um, Tribe came out. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, probably, and this was what we call the golden era of hip hop. And mm-hmm. even as when, by the time I got to, by the time we got to like 1991, when Cube left NWA, you could kind of see the music kind of shifting toward from the, the, the Afrocentrism of, and, and it also, Rap, what yeah, rap gang, did gangsta, for us. Gangsta. Yeah, it got gangster. <laughs> we got gangster. But, you know, it also encouraged us. 
it also, you know, I remember, you know, hearing Chuck D talk about people like Marcus Garvey. And I heard I could get more black history in a rap song than I could get in my high school. And that said a lot. You know what I mean? So um, it, it, it was a lot. So it, I, I could talk all day about it, but it was we got exposed to some great music. And I feel so thankful and privileged that I right. lived through that part of my life because um, it, it definitely molded me. Um, it definitely okay, molded man. me. Um, yeah. And of course, That's I can soundtrack of life, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> easily, easily the soundtrack of life. Um, I I couldn't do this podcast without asking you about the the sports people, the the who dominated the professional athletes that dominated sports when you're in high school. Oh man, yo, it, it's funny, man. I I feel like I should have better answers for these questions, but it just kind of goes to show you like where I was as a kid. Mm -hmm. like, I really didn't get into sports, honestly, Kyle. Okay. Until after high school, like okay, wow. Okay. I remember. And even that was after high school, like when the Pistons like won, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't until the Pistons uh, went to the championship, maybe the year before they won, that I really started like watching basketball and stuff like that. But before that, I really wasn't like a, I really wasn't a sports kid. Like I, I didn't play it, nor I didn't, I didn't watch it either to be, to be completely okay. honest. So I don't know, like. I really wasn't paying attention. Like, <laughs> like, 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 real, like, yeah. And, and it's funny when I think back at that, because I, I look at like, dang, where, where were my interests? I know back then, like it was either talking to girls, hanging out, you know, with my cousin playing video games. Like I, mm -hmm. I was definitely like big into games and stuff like that at the time. Um, and watching like TV, going to the movies, but really I think, and, and this is to be honest, I think it had to do with the fact that, you know, being an only child living with my mom, like my mom didn't really watch sports like that. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't exposed to nobody watching sports right. where that interest would pick up. It wasn't until after the fact, once the Pistons was like in the playoffs or something and like, I don't even remember how that happened. Like, I think, my boy, <laughs> I think maybe like one of my boys or something like they, they kind of turned me onto the game and like we mm -hmm. went. I remember when we won the championship, my boy schooled me up. We was down in Detroit, you know, partying with everybody. Like, I remember all that. Right. And I remember going forward. I really got into sports like real heavy mm -hmm. and was watching it. Um, it started with with bait. No, excuse me. Started with basketball. And then later, you know, like I started getting into football and really kind of getting tapped in. But in high school, I was just oblivious to it, you know, because to kind of give you some insight, similar to you, how you were saying, like, uh, you know, like your mom and aunt, they, they weren't really like always there and like kind of mixing and mingling with what you had going on. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I know now looking back, my mom was a single mother that had to work to take care of us. So um, a lot of the time my mom would be working. So mm -hmm. like when I'm, I'm either at a family member's house or when I'm at home, you know, I'm chilling, playing video games or whatever. So I really wasn't as into sports as, as most kids probably were at that time. And, you know, it's not the best answer, but like, I got to answer honestly. No, man. You know, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes total sense because really, if you think about it from a young black man's perspective, particularly at that particularly those formative years in high school, we're mm -hmm. into one of three things, cars, video games, or mm -hmm. sports. That's yeah. it. So like you I checked was into off, those first two, man. So, so I was going to say, you checked off the box. I love cars. <laughs> you checked off the box. You check. We're going to check off those boxes in, at that age. And mm -hmm. so, so it's not surprising that you weren't into sports. Uh, and that's not a bad answer either, because like I said, everybody wasn't, uh, mm -hmm. I was the opposite. I wasn't in the, 
by the time I got to high school, I, no, I was still I was still playing video games. I was still playing. So mm-hmm. I was playing video games, but I was definitely into sports because that's what everybody, all of my friends, we were. We just right. it's just something we did growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, for me, the 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 sports uh, uh, figures back then was you know Michael Jeffrey Jordan in basketball. Yes. Um, yes. Love so, watching. So can I games. ask an off-topic question? Hey, go ahead, go ahead. This, might, this might open up. Like, so to you, is he he the goat? Because you yeah. know it's the whole LeBron, yeah, the, like between him and LeBron, like, and you know somebody that has actually experienced him, like when he was still playing in his prime. You know, I just want to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, man, I, we did a podcast on it. Me and my man King Germ, shout out to King Germ, uh, going mm-hmm. back and forth about Jordan and LeBron. Uh, I'll say this, man. First and foremost, and I, I say this in all seriousness, we can't really determine a goat, you know, because really we didn't see. You would have to really get that answer from somebody who saw everybody. Somebody who saw Kareem in his prime. Somebody saw who saw Wilt in his prime. Somebody saw who saw Bill Russell in his prime. I saw Magic in his prime. I saw Kareem in his prime. Well, not in his prime. I saw him on the downside of his prime. I saw Bird. I saw Isaiah with the Pistons. I saw, you know, LeBron. I saw Jordan from day one. Um, you know, so there's really no way of quantifying it. But LeBron is, if I had to rank players, as far as the players that I've seen, mm-hmm. I'd have to rank him second. And there's nothing wrong with being ranked second. Nothing right. at all. Now, there's some kids like, you know, our oldest son is 22. Mm-hmm. If he says, Dad, LeBron's the greatest player I've seen. OK, right. I can't argue with that because that's what he saw. He's only seen mm-hmm. tapes mm-hmm. of Jordan of what I've shown him as a as a child. And yeah. uh, so now nah, I, I, it's a it's a fun debate. It's a great mm-hmm. barbershop debate. You know, right. I'm a lean towards Mike. But mm-hmm. uh, LeBron is and LeBron, I think, you know, is a phenomenal athlete and, and a phenomenal yes. He's a great guy. LeBron, mm-hmm. and I said it on the podcast, and I'll say it again. LeBron strikes me as the kind of guy I want to hang out with. I don't necessarily know right. if I'd have hung out with Mike. Mike nah, I, I don't even know if Jordan would want to hang out. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just... Yeah, Mike was a wild boy even back then. And, you know, Mike <laughs> didn't have social media, so we didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. Um, but uh, See, LeBron... Like, with Mike, it's like, yo, what is he calculating? Like, right. that, that documentary, it, it, it was very eye-opening. I, it was. Yeah. Ex- it was exquisitely and, done, like no doubt. And it, you know what, Jay? It confirmed a lot of what we heard back then, mm-hmm. but we couldn't confirm because one, we didn't have social media, so you know right. we didn't know what Michael Jordan did on a day to day basis because you right. couldn't get that close to him. Where you know right. where LeBron grew up in an era where everything is right here in front of our face, and exactly. for him to be able to navigate through his career and be scandal free, you know, right. says a lot. And I don't know. And I said this on another podcast, like I don't know even the whole thing of Jordan's uh, dad getting murdered. I don't know. in the, the gambling allegations and stuff, I don't know in the social media era, how Jordan would have handled that. Right. Um, right. Right. That would have yeah. been a lot to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and it was a lot to deal with him, you know, dealing with that in and of itself um, during that time. But you add social media and everybody having a comment and everybody having a blog and a, yeah. and a podcast about it. I mean, that's a lot. And given but, his personality too, like exactly. Exactly. Like he would have had to make too many enemies. Like every <laughs> every game, he would be coming out there to like. I mean, it it would either. I think I think it would be like the the worst of the mm-hmm. best because for somebody that needs motivation, other people doubting them to fuel mm-hmm. them, it would be good in that sense. But like you know what they say, too much of anything is too, not good. Not like good bro, like <laughs> like every night, like you turn it on, and and, and to be honest, it kind of remind me of like KD, like. Mm-hmm. It, uh, he doesn't allow it to impact his game, but mm-hmm. I feel like 
all of the stuff that fans be saying, all of the social media stuff, it affects him off the court. And I think that's worse. Yeah. Like, like to be honest, because it's like, dog, they controlling you in your everyday life. Like, yeah. like they, they really pushing your buttons to the degree where, like, it goes beyond the game. You can get in the mm-hmm. game and you're not affected at all. But then off the court, like, somebody make a little tweet. It's a high school kid, and you feel like you gotta respond back to him. It's like, bro, like, what's going on? Yeah, we, we, you and I came up in an era where where we just weren't going to give anybody else that much power. We just right. weren't, you know. And it's it's not what people say or, or do to you, you know, that 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 you allow them to affect you. But um, yeah, man, it so Kyle, was that? I, I definitely I do not envy kids of today because I don't want to go back and do high school with Mm-mm. social media, like. No. That's a whole nother beast. Like, and I, I'm grateful for the fact that I didn't even know what a cell phone was and the fact that like actually having one until like long after I graduated from high school. Thanks. Thanks. So yeah. yeah cell phones, I don't even think did cell phones exist. I don't even think cell if cell phones existed when I was in high it, school, it was they were in big, cars. Yeah, like it, was, it, was, right? it was the brick phone that you had in the car. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm so glad that we came up in the era that we did, man. Because but did while y'all we have don't, no. No, I didn't. Okay, so, okay. Jay, I didn't get a pager. I didn't get a pager until you probably were still. You were probably in high school. I was. I probably got a pager in ninety nine. Okay. Okay. Ninety eight, yeah. ninety nine, somewhere around there. Because I yeah. remember I was here in Atlanta. Because I moved to Atlanta in ninety seven. Okay. And I remember being somewhere. No, I, I take that back. I got a pager in ninety seven because I remember being out and about, and my girlfriend paged me, mm-hmm. and I had to. <laughs> I was because I don't smoke, right? So uh, I had I used to keep a bunch of quarters in my um ashtray, and so uh, I had to pull over to the to the to a payphone. Kids, yeah. uh, a payphone. Like, what are those? <laughs> yeah, a payphone is something just what I just said. You put money in it and you pay to talk. Right. And so I used to keep quarters in it. I I remember pay, she paid me, and I put the quarters in, and I called her collect. Yo, you taking it that's back? That's how old it is. That's back, how old right? it is. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, yeah, it, it was. Uh, but, yeah, Jordan's probably the biggest athlete. Mike Tyson was during that time when I was in high school. But that's what Mike Tyson, the baddest man on the planet. Right. Um, Yo, you got to see you got to see those first few seconds of him knocking somebody <laughs> up. I can only imagine that. Man, listen, it, it would. Mike, well, Jordan and Tyson both, man, a lot of times they would have won before the, the event even started because. A lot of times Jordan could tell, like he he had you beaten, and you saw in the last dance documentary, mm-hmm. he had the game won before you even the game even started. Same for right. Tyson. Tyson would just come in there, no robe, no socks, just black shorts. It just like <laughs> he would destroy people, man. And I mean, right. like he's one of the greatest I've ever seen. Um, football wise, you know, Jerry Rice was during that time, Joe Montana. Um, we, we saw some great athletes during that time, man. We saw some right. great athletes during that time. So it, it was high school was, it, it was, I'm, I'm with you, Jay. I would go back mm-hmm. if I could, but I'd have to do it the way that we did it. I don't want to do it with TikTok. I don't want to do it with podcasts. I want to just go back and just do it how we did it. Cause it, it was a, it was a, yeah. it was a great four years, man, for me. It was, yeah. it was a great time. And like I said, a self-discovery probably more than anything else. Um, yeah. Before we get out of here, man, tell folks yeah. where they can find you. Uh, tell them about the podcast, what they can look forward to hearing and seeing uh, when they check you out. 
Oh man, Kyle, thank you again for this opportunity, man. It's, it's definitely mm -hmm. been fun. You know, most conversations I have are are a little bit more formal in the sense of <laughs> you know, we're talking about relationships or business or something. So it was really good to kind of take this walk down. Oh man, anytime, lane. man. Yes, man. Such an honor, dog. Definitely gotta stay connected, man. And oh, love you know to, it. You know have another amazing discussion with you bro but um my name is jay emmanuel you guys can um support me go over to youtube go to right to real love with jay emmanuel that's the relationship channel and then i also have a business podcast called why we succeed with jay emmanuel you can find that on youtube as well but uh thank you again kyle man it's truly an honor bro man yo this man, is fun man yo, i know right man, we fun. go way we go, I we go way in a minute <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's, what's interesting man it, you you be surprised like you just you remember a lot more than you probably think you do and um you know it's, it's, it's always good back to go back to those memories man because sometimes those those events and and the things that happen kind of help mold and shape us into who we are as as adults you know we didn't just nobody didn't just drop us here so all the knowledge and stuff that you drop and you you guys please check out his his uh his podcast man i, I got a chance to be on there man and i was blown away just by so how Man, that was man, that was dope. And you know what, Jay? Yeah. We were on but what two hours? It didn't yeah. feel like it, man. It went by so quick, bro. <laughs> he was like, "All right, man, we about to wrap this thing up." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, <laughs> and I looked at the time. It's like it was coming up on two hours. I was like, "Wow, we've been on here two hours, right?" But yeah, man, it, it's a dope, dope podcast. Everything is just you know, it's it's about us and and relationships and and, and not even just you know, man and woman relationships or whatever like that, but just how we relate. And, and one of the things that I learned listening. Mm -hmm. and watching on youtube is that you know it's thought provoking it makes you think even as i'm listening to people tell their stories it makes me think about what it is that i'm doing or not doing you know as just right. as, a, as as a man um right. and then how it relates into my friendships how it relates to how i do business how it relates into how i deal with my wife mm -hmm. um so it's a lot of different stuff on there man jay yeah. I, I and and jay and let me tell y'all something <laughs> Jay comes to the podcast. He got the shirt and tie on and everything. He, he fly. He got the screens going, and he's got you know. And Jay's got he's doing like twenty different things. He's got a live chat going. I'm like, man, I don't know how you do all of this because my podcast got to yeah, be. I was learning recorded. on the fly, brother. <laughs> Yo, I just you know I just started this whole live stream thing like back in November, man. So mm -hmm. I, I truly have been just learning on the fly man and hey man sometimes that's how it's gotta show, be i'll be like oh, okay i gotta get better at this gotta get better at this <laughs> and you and you you their, their podcast come out what uh twice a week yeah so we do the live show on tuesdays so mm -hmm. every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern yeah mm -hmm. yeah man I, I i've seen quite a few of them man and it's just uh I like i said it, I, I understand especially being on this side mm -hmm. i understand what that takes to pull all of that off it and then you know coordinate that with your guests and everything like that and um and uh like i said i really enjoyed it man and proud of the success man keep doing your thing again Yo, this won't be you, your bro. last time on here man we we, Yo, we, we gotta we, make it happen again man. oh we Yo, will we definitely fun. will we definitely will uh you guys know where to find me if you don't uh you can check out the 12 kyle podcast the podcast drops every thursday at midnight be sure to subscribe uh you can find the podcast on any podcast reader on all of them um podcast is also featured on youtube youtube.com backslash t-w-e-l-v-e-k-y-l-e um make sure that you subscribe because from time to time this year we'll be dropping bonus episodes on sundays as well uh that's gonna do it for us we took it back to high school with my man jay emmanuel i'm your boy 12 kyle we'll catch you guys next time
5G.